Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Roundtable Sports Podcast. My name is Taylor McLean. Today, we're looking at the New Orleans Saints 35-29 win over the Detroit Lions. I want to start off with the Saints. I had had some concern over Drew Brees and what he was going to bring to the table this year. And in one quarterback leagues where it's 10 to 12, I mean, he's certainly towards the back end of the starters, but you're probably starting him at the very least in the bye week season. It's probably better off if he is your backup, just because there are going to be a lot of ups and downs with this team. And there will be times where they are able to run the ball like they were today and even run the ball more effectively. And maybe Taysom Hill takes a little bit away. It is all kind of eats away at Drew Brees. However, the offense is dynamic and he has enough to lead this offense most definitely. And getting Michael Thomas back is certainly going to help his prospects. He practiced already this week. So while he might not play this week, he's probably going to play next week, I would think. And so we'll have to see what that means. And so we'll have to see what the injury reports are for him. But that would certainly be big for Drew Brees. I think he's more of a quarterback, too. Like I said, if he's your second quarterback in a two-quarterback league, you could absolutely do worse because there are going to be days where he gets the touchdowns, where the offense has a bigger day than this. And really, the Detroit Lions didn't press the Saints all that much. You know, they got up early. Got up on them 14 to nothing, but then the Saints scored five consecutive touchdowns essentially and put this game away and put Detroit behind in a big way. And it really affected Drew and the rest of the passing options, and especially Alvin Kamara, because they weren't pressed. They didn't press the options and they didn't really push them into bigger fantasy days. They leaned on all the different options because they could, which is smart, but that doesn't mean it means big things for your fantasy options, including Drew Brees. I mean, he only had the 25 passing attempts. So to have a bigger day, he's probably going to need to have more than that. But honestly, the way the offense is set up, they probably don't want to push him any further than that if they can help it, just like they did today. So that's where the upside is capped is if they have their druthers, this is what they're going to do. Now, there'll be teams that push them harder than the Lions did, and that'll certainly lead them to have bigger totals in the passing game. But this is part of the range of outcomes that you need to consider, and that's why you're kind of concerned if he is your quarterback one rather than your quarterback two. I think Michael Thomas will absolutely push the defenses a little bit further down the field. He has a good way of opening up the offense, even though Drew has problems pushing the ball down the field with his arms sometimes these days. But still, between him and Emmanuel Sanders and Traquan Smith, I do see that they absolutely have better pass catchers than last year. You know, Big Mike had an amazing year, and part of that was that they didn't have any other competent options last year outside of Alvin Kamara, and Alvin Kamara was hurt. Now with Alvin back, with Latavius back, with Traquan Smith seeming to have taken another step in his development, and Emmanuel Sanders, I like the pass catchers a lot more than I did last year, which certainly leads to better things for Drew Brees, but I think that's more about what's going to happen and are any of these guys really somebody you're looking to start. And while I might be interested in a three-wide receiver league, I don't think that they're really going to make the top 20 wide receivers on a week-to-week basis outside of Michael Thomas. And when Big Mike gets back, that's probably going to siphon off a lot of the targets for these guys. Although, like I said, I love what I've seen from Traquan Smith. It seems like he hit the weight room. And then Emmanuel Sanders really has been stretching his wings in the offense as it gets going. So 
We'll see what they can do with it, but I still think Big Mike is the only guy I really want to have at this point. Of course, Jared Cook wasn't out there today, so we'll need to see more from him. But And I don't think there's anybody worth you know looking at in the tight end space for them without him. So really, it's just Big Mike. It's just you know Emmanuel Sanders or Traquan in a really deep situation. And it's really just Alvin Kamara as a pass catcher outside of that. Speaking of Alvin... Alvin was probably the one that was most affected by the Saints getting up so big. You know, he was able to convert the touchdown, but really two of them were kind of sniped by Latavius Murray. But it wasn't really a sniping because they were using Latavius more in the Mark Ingram role today because of the game script. Because they got up, they were able to save Kamara. And really it helps Kamara for them to be pushed, for them to be passing the ball because he's in there more. He's creating more dynamic plays and they're having to really push themselves and, and push the ball down the field more, and that benefits Alvin rather than Latavius. So this is the game script you see when they get up. They start losing Latavius more, and he starts getting the benefit of that and because he is absolutely car- capable of carrying the ball too. He's probably better off as being the second back, but if he does get the chance, if Kamara goes down, he's a lottery ticket that you're holding that can absolutely take this role and run with it. And with as much as the Saints want to run the ball, he is their second most competent option and would absolutely take the reins if this happened because outside of him, their backs get a lot less exciting. And while they'd probably use somebody else, Latavius would absolutely take the role and run with it should Kamara be gone. So, you know. I recommend having him on your bench as long as you can help it with these bye weeks because something happens, he's going to be one of the best lottery tickets to be holding on that end. Now, that's not to say that I don't think there are better days for Alvin Kamara today than today. I mean, he still had a fine day and still did good, but I think he can have bigger days than this if the Saints are pushed, and they'll absolutely be pushed harder than the Detroit Lions. So maybe this is an opportunity to get in on Alvin Kamara if you can. I'm not discouraged by the Latavius touchdowns. It's just something you're kind of used to if you have any experience with Alvin Kamara when he had Mark Ingram. So he is healthy, though. He is going to get more play. It's just they didn't have to risk him, and they know he is the dynamic piece of their offense that's left at this point. So the more they can save him, the better. And they don't believe that he is a true every down back, nor do I think they should use him in that way. You just have to realize that his upside is limited a little by that and that that's how they're planning to use him going forward. While the Saints definitely got one over on Detroit here and, and really dominated them through the middle part of this football game, Detroit was still frisky and was still and was still trying to put up a fight. It was just ineffective, and they weren't able to sustain drives on this day for a multitude of reasons. I think one thing I would really point to and one thing that really gives me pause as far as recommending the Detroit Lions is they really got dominated in the trenches today. You know, they only gave up the three sacks, but Matty was under duress a good deal today. He was hit seven times. I mean, it's just it's just a situation where they don't have a dominant unit up front, and that can lead to a somewhat disjointed passing attack because they don't always have the volume that they would need to really sustain a whole bunch of different options. If Matty gets the attempts, he will absolutely make the passing yards happen. It's just they weren't able to sustain a whole bunch of long drives, and they weren't able to really push the play total to the point where he's really going to have a big day in the passing totals. And when 
yeah, he's providing a little bit of value in the rushing because he is healthy and because he looks fine. It's just when you're playing the Saints and they're kind of covering it up and they're making you make tough throws and they're able to cover you up a good deal, then there's going to be some issues for your offense. And this is not an elite unit. So that's kind of caps the upside of a lot of the players there. So you want to be aware of that. Might push some of them down into the running back three wide receiver two kind of ranges, but still people on this offense have value and they're going to have better days. And it's just that the New Orleans Saints are not a good matchup for them. You know, Maddie needs to be able to sling the ball a little bit more with the way the Saints were covering up the receivers as well as stopping the run. It was just a tough day overall. And we'll need to see more for Maddie to really have quarterback one value. I think he still does. I still think he's one of the better pocket passers. It's just kind of down at the end range of the quarterback values. And you may want to try and upgrade if you have him in a one quarterback league. If he's your second quarterback, I think that you will be happy with that. I think he will have better times in this. And I think I'd be okay with that. And I'm definitely okay with Kenny Galladay as a wide receiver too. I just think the same things that cap the upside of the offense for Maddie also cap it for Kenny Galladay. Now, I think Kenny Galladay is going to continue to get his sea legs and he's going to continue to do big things for Maddie. And when Maddie has more open lanes to throw and when Kenny is able to get a little bit healthier and a little bit more separation, there's going to be bigger plays. And Kenny's already been able to score in two separate weeks. So I'm thinking that this is the low side for him and that he may have bigger things because he's obviously got Maddie's eye and he is definitely their most dynamic target. I mean, Danny Amendola, Jesse James, Hawkinson, they definitely have something in the possession game, but Kenny Galladay is the one and and Marvin Jones are, are the ones that really push the ball down the field. It's just that with the lower totals, Marvin was the big negative on this day. You know, he only got the nine yards and he's going to be dropped a lot. And really, if you're having streamer problems and the Detroit has a tasty matchup, I wouldn't have any problem with Marvin because I still think he's their second most dynamic weapon in the passing game. He just had a bad day today. You know, he catches the touchdown instead of Kenny. We're talking about something different, but Kenny is definitely their number one option. He's definitely running a little bit more smoothly this week. And I'm certainly recommending a buy low if you can still get on that, but buy him as a second wide receiver. We're still talking about a, mid-teens value for him as far as wide receivers go so be careful but uh, don't be afraid to have him in a trade if you know you have to downgrade a wide receiver and it's Kenny so probably not recommending anybody else in the passing game at this point Hawkinson is going to have his moments Marvin Jones is going to have his moments but I think the offense is going to be a little bit too inconsistent to make them long-term options outside of injury and outside of a little attrition within the Detroit offense as well. Speaking of muddled messes, the Detroit backfield has been a muddled mess this year. And, you know, with the addition of Adrian Peterson, with him leading the backfield and carries, he's kind of led himself to a flex value and salvaged that value with a very nice touchdown. He was absolutely getting the goal line carries. But when they want to be more more multiple, when they want to have the option to pass the ball, and he's starting to get more carries as well, they're starting to look at DeAndre Swift more and more. And I believe if Adrian Peterson were to go down, yeah, carry on Johnson would absolutely get more run as well. But I think they would shift more to DeAndre Swift. So I don't know where I'm buying him exactly, but he absolutely ha- is the fastest guy that they have in the backfield. And I think they're going to move more and more towards him as the year goes on. 
and carry on just doesn't fit. He doesn't have enough juice to really do anything behind this line. And every time they give him the balls at zero. So I think they should start using DeAndre Swift more. And while, and certainly continue to use Adrian Peterson, it's just that just like today, you saw where the game script really worked against him and he pushes himself back to flex value rather than being a running back too. And that's kind of where you're going to value him. And that's where you should value him because, you know, things go really well for the Lions. He could get in there and get a couple of touchdowns. But at the same time, how many times are the Lions truly going to dominate? And how many times are they going to be up running the ball to really give him that big day week to week? So I'm not sure if I'm buying either one of them at this point, unless it's an extreme buy low on DeAndre Swift. I mean, you're probably not going to be able to buy Peterson as a bench player at this point with all the injuries that have happened. And I don't see Carrion doing anything. He's not rosterable. I'm not even sure what I would want him if Adrian Peterson went down. I think they would use DeAndre Swift more in that instance. But could eat those words. We'll see. That's all I've got for this game. It was a fun game to watch, and I look forward to seeing both of these teams again. You know, Detroit with the bye week. We'll see what they can kind of muster and see if Kenny can get a little bit more health underneath him. And, of course, the Monday night game, the Saints versus the Chargers. I liked what I saw from Justin Herbert, but I kind of see the same things happening in this game that happened today. So kind of see similar results. And uh, I hope this was useful. Like, listen, subscribe, check out the videos, the whole nine yards to keep this going. And I hope you have everybody has a great rest of the day. <laughs>